If, if you had some advice for someone starting out that wants to make it, like what's the hustle like now? Like what would you tell them to do? This is the Ask the BCE Show, episode number seven. That is the Blue Collar Entrepreneurial Show. It's a show for blue collar entrepreneurs with blue collar entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Kurt Belding. I've got a guest today, Shane Franklin. Shane is the CEO of Cornbread Entertainment, um, singer songwriter. Um, you got actually songs coming out right now, right? Mm -hmm. And um, DJ for KBPI and the Party late night. What time you mm -hmm. DJ? Uh, night seven to midnight every night. I'm asleep. I'm in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I go to bed at like nine. Getting so my Z's in yeah, while I'm talking to the world. I'm excited to have Shane on the show because the music industry is an industry I don't know much of. And it's a huge business, huge mm -hmm. industry for business. And I love to dig into it. So um, all you livers, send questions in, especially for Shane. If you, have, if you want to know anything about the music industry, Shane's been doing it, he said, his entire life since he was born, basically, mm -hmm. right? Right. And um, so send in those questions, ask Shane some questions about music, about business. If you got your demo, send Shane your demo. His cell phone number is, I'm just kidding. <laughs> his social security number. Social security number. Don't um, take it, my identity, no. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, let's, you know, how'd you get into music? Let's start there, dude. Um, Before we get into like your new song coming out, your show you got coming up like right after Thanksgiving. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, but right like. after Thanksgiving. Yeah, tell me right. how you got into it. So it's it's cool and cute at the same cute. time. Uh, when I was when my mom was expecting, she used to put uh, headphones on her uh, her midsection and play all types of music, you know, different genres, etc. So you literally got into music when you're in the women. Literally. So I'm like, shout out to my mom for like you know influencing me at an early age. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, shout I out to moms out. everywhere. Yeah, oh, right. Without you, we wouldn't exist. You know. know. So yeah, but. Uh, when I came out, I was, you know, using her pots and pans and uh, her furniture as my drum set. The coffee table was my piano. The broom was my guitar. And, of course, she, she noticed at an early age. And, of course, I'm damaging all her, <laughs> her furniture and pots and pans and whatnot. She says, we're going to put you in drum lessons. So I started um, drumming, uh, West African drum and dance at Cleo Parker Robinson Dance School. And then Wait, what? That, West Africa um, drum and dance? Yeah, West African drum and dance is what I started with, which is which people are like, whoa, because like, if you listen to like my, my music, everything is percussion-based. I'm a drummer, okay. you know, so. But that's where I started, the polyrhythms and stuff like that. And then that led into jazz bands and school and marching bands and creating my own band and like touring, all that good stuff. When did your own band, when did you create that? So I started my own band in, in high school. We were called uh, SF1 and Whimsical Notations. And it's okay. a long name, and so people were like, you need to shorten that. So then it just became, we're going with SF1. SF1? Yep. And is that the same band that you have right now, or did it change no, up? No, it's changed over time. It's been different reincarnations and whatnot. So it, it becomes like SF1, and then I have my crew. So you might see like online where it's like SF1 and the crew, but it's mm -hmm. promoted as SF1, and then mm -hmm. you know the people who back me are, um, my crew, so my band. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So, you went to school for this, right? You went to college. Yeah. For so I went to I went to Denver School of the Arts mm -hmm. for quite. Well, I started at Eagle Crest High School doing sports and stuff like that, and then it became a 
what do I want to do? I don't want to be in the NBA. I don't really know if I want to play basketball, you know, in college. You're my height, dude. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> well, like, I started, I, I, like, shot up in middle school and then stopped. I literally stopped growing, like, freshman year in, in high school. Yeah. Uh, so I said, I want to do my music. Let's, let's, we're really going to pursue it. Let's do it. So I went to Denver School of the Arts, went right. to Berkeley College of Music in Boston, and then came back here and graduated from University of Colorado at Denver uh, with my music, or my degree in um, music business management. Okay. So here, here's the big controversial thing that I talk about sometimes is college, right? Like, tell me, man, what's your, I think my opinion's out there. I don't want to give it right away. I want to hear your opinion first okay. on college. So like, do you think that like, in order for you to be where you're at today, right? Mm -hmm. You needed what you needed in college. Where do you think college, What where is college, college's place in the music industry? You know, to be honest, um, I mean, there's different facets in different areas in college that you do need, but for the most part, no. It's about experience, to be honest. It's about getting out there, getting your hands dirty. Mm -hmm. um, a funny story, I worked at uh, Warner Music for a while, and uh, my my supervisor, we're just talking, we're kicking it, talking about our interests and whatnot, and he goes, wait, Shane, you went to, you went to school? And I was like, yeah, and he starts laughing at me. And I'm sitting in this office with all these like execs and stuff like that. And he's like, I didn't go to school. Look at me. And he was like, you wasted, you wasted money in years. And I'm sitting there like, no. And he's like, tell me you're not going to get your master's. And I was like, you're literally in no. to get your master's. Yeah, no. <laughs> right? They're like, actually, I am going next week. I need to talk about getting off work. Uh, but but no, um, like I, I will say the experience that I had in college was amazing. I met a lot of great people, a lot of great friends, a lot of connections that I still have to this day. But depending on what you're going into, um, no. Like, if you're going to be a doctor, I hope you go to college. I hope you study. If you can learn that. That's hands-on learning right there. <laughs> Just look at YouTube. Just start cutting. Yeah. Cutting into cut people. off a leg. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for the music industry, it's it's really experience. Mm -hmm. And it's, that, it's, that, it's the, the, the real-world education, I should say, uh, for that guy. Because here I am in debt. That's it. Yep. Right there. Which aligns with my experience with college is... The benefit I got out of college, what, here's a funny story, dude. So, like, I own a bunch of businesses, right? You know how many business classes I took in college? Two. I took one, and I was failing it, so I dropped it. <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. my experience is, like, it changed who I was as a person. Mm -hmm. It taught me how to like, hit deadlines and work hard. That's what college did for me. But I think college is a business, just like any other businesses out there. They're there to make money. Oh, it's yeah. not a nonprofit college. Okay. They're there to make money. And you know that student loans actually is a, the, one of the only loans that you cannot file bankruptcy on that will never go away, mm -hmm. ever, right? Yeah. So like, if you're out there thinking about going to college, I'm not gonna tell you not to do it because I did benefit from it. But remember, it's a business just like anything else. Mm -hmm. And if you're like me and Shane, we're both still in debt paying off our college loans. Yeah. So it doesn't go away. I'm like nine months away from paying off one of my like four. Yeah, nice. I'm right. thinking about having like a party because of it. Yeah, I'll be there. I should do it, I should do it at the college. Let's get out of, let's, let's pull out a loan and make a big party for it. I like it, right? We'll be in debt even more, yes. All right, man, back to, uh, back to music, man. Uh, and, hey, Alex, if there's any um, live questions that come across, feel free to just cut in, man, and throw out a question. We'll just kind of bounce around a little bit. Cool. Um, so back to college, man. Uh, the business side, that's what I'm really interested in, is the business side of music, mm -hmm. man. Like, did you learn that in college, or did you have to learn that when you got out of college? Um, a little bit of both. Because that's why I said if I'm going to school, I, I went to school, my major was audio engineering and music business management. I was already engineering, like, growing up, 
once again, that railroad education. So I was like, I'll keep on going. But if I'm staying in school, let me do the business aspect because my rule of thumb is if you don't know the business, you get burnt. And so, of course, hearing like people's horror stories and going through a couple horror stories of my own, it became, okay, let me really dive into this and really understand it, you know. And so I think that's the benefit of that. I met a lot of professors who were already in the industry here who came and were teaching us and telling us about their stories and mm -hmm. signing these record deals and not getting any royalties or all their masters being kept by the label and whatnot um, to just even little stuff like, oh, I trust this person. I love them. I'm going to do this show. And it makes like over a million dollars or something like that. And they got like a hundred dollars out of it because they didn't read the contract. You got to know how to read your contracts. You know what I mean? So learning the legal mm -hmm. part of it. Oh yeah. yeah. The legal part is huge. And a lot of people skip that. Mm -hmm. I think it becomes a, Oh, cool. I think I've got a hit song. Let me put it out online. Oh, I'm going to be rich. And you might have a hit song, but at that point, you forget about copyright. You forget about, you know, registering with the PRO, which is a performing rights organization. You forget about your publishing, you know, and like actually, once again, reading the fine print. Right. Because, so. yeah, you put out that song. And that's, I think that's a misconception about your industry is like, mm -hmm. oh, if I can sing, I put out a song. I'm gonna be rich if it gets popular. Yeah. If that song hits, I'm rich. Mm -hmm. like, and there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people that put out really good music uh -huh. that got their ass kicked, and that song is no longer theirs. Exactly. Right? Is that part of the oh, horror it, story? It, it happens, you know. And it's funny because you see all these like the, what, biopics from like big bands from like the early '90s, late '80s, etc., who are just like, oh yeah, we're gonna get signed, we're gonna make it. And then they're looking at like they've been on world tours, and they're like, we should have more money than this. And it's like. Nope, you've made a hundred dollars <laughs> after two years of work. Oh, you know, because a lot of, and even nowadays, people are like, if I get signed, I'll make it. But you got to remember, when you sign a record deal, that label is coming in and saying, okay, we're gonna front you this, you know, five hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars or whatever it is, depending on like how big that artist is. Mm -hmm. But you have to make that money back. They have to make that money back before you even see a penny. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then it becomes a. Dang, so that's why you see a lot of uh, artists nowadays, the independent aspect is sexy. Uh, to be able to put your own music out, to be able to really work, and that's why you gotta know your your your, your background. and you don't have to pay that company to do it. Exactly, so, I mean, of course, you wanna have like a manager, you know, a booking agent, that's okay to, for them to take that money because they're gonna be out there fighting for you to have that connection. Can you do this industry nowadays without an agent and a manager? Yeah, absolutely, but they're gonna have those extra connects that could take you to that next level. But uh, with the industry being so, uh, the, well, I guess the digital uh, aspect of the industry, the labels are scared. You know, they're like, oh man, so well, how can we compete? So now you see a lot of these labels coming through and either buying out independent, uh, independent uh, labels and say, okay, we're just gonna give you funding to where they can still, you know, seem relevant in today's industry. Or you see, let me go back, the artists nowadays, like the, the real way to make money in the music industry is sync licensing, Merchandise and touring, so that's why you see all these artists going on non-stop tours. tours. They're staying out Selling on the tickets. road. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's where your money's gonna come yeah. because even like Spotify is out, which is beautiful, and you've got title, etc. But like for Spotify, you make zero point zero three percent of a penny on a stream. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So then like you've got somebody who's like Madonna when Spotify first came out over a year, she only made five hundred dollars for Madonna, Madonna, right? And that's when it first came out. So you're like, dang. So it's a tool at the same time. Let me put a song out. Let me use it to promote, you know. Right. This, I've got a new song, listen to it. 
and then come to my show and sing along with me. So that's kind of where music is right now. Okay. You use music as a, as a tool, you know, to express yourself, but it becomes, I've got this new song, listen to it, love it, come to my show next week and sing along right. with me. So. so like you take your song and that's your advertising mm -hmm. material, right? Yep. People love the song. You don't monetize off of people listening to the song. Mm -hmm. You monetize off your merchandise, mm -hmm. off selling tickets, and what's is it, you said one other way to sing license and so like and when you have your placements in movie TV uh, radio and stuff like yeah, that because yeah, yeah. if somebody like it's that audio visual ordeal that mixed together you know so like <clears throat> when you see you know I see a lot of like stuff like um, what's that that Cardi B song that's on right now for the NBA the yeah, ice yeah. or drip drip or whatever yeah. I would have never known it was her but they keep they associated with Mountain Dew so I'm like oh that's Cardi B I like that song let me go listen to it now right you get more sales that way. So Reese, next time that we need to do some, uh, pick a song for one of our uh, videos we play, I'll just sing it. We don't have to pay for it, I'll just sing it. Yeah, actually, it cool? goes into a question. Yeah. Oh, we got um, a question, yeah. Yeah, Streis Germain says, Kurt, will you do a little freestyle rap for us? I'm not gonna freestyle yes. rap. I'm a country boy, bro. I don't, I'm not a rap, I don't know how to you rap. You can freestyle country. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. See, I say a little country, a little, little ditty. <laughs> My wife out there would love that. I'm always singing at home. But like, and the joke in my family is like, I'm gonna be on The Voice. Uh -oh. You know what I mean? Like, that's the joke. But like, I'm always singing and like, terrible. Bella thinks I'm good. The dog thinks I'm good. I guess I got that going for me. I think, I think that works. <laughs> that's all you need. All you need is one person to believe in you. <laughs> You're right. Good. Let that be a lesson out there. All right, so that's how to monetize. So what's the like, I mean, man, music has changed a lot from, oh, yeah. from even five years ago to 10 years ago. Selling CDs, mm -hmm. man, you don't sell CDs anymore. You don't sell like I don't. I don't sell physical CDs at all. People come to my shows and they're like, "Can I get a CD?" And I'm like, "No, nah, you can buy it online. Yeah, like, yeah. Download it. Like stream it." Yeah. There's like right now the CD is becoming so obsolete. It's it's a waste of time to, to even to even know, produce think a CD. about doing it. Exactly. Right. Yeah, because nowadays and that's what sucks. And like back in the day, you you go to the record store and you're like, "Oh, cool, let me get this CD." And you look at the price, it's twenty five dollars. And people are like, "Yes, I'll buy that." Even now, people are looking at DVDs like twenty dollars. I'm yeah. not gonna buy that. Yeah, I know. I go to Netflix. Mm -hmm. watch my shit. Right, you know, I go to I'm Netflix and I'm in a stream. You know, yeah. so same thing. That's why you see a lot more uh, music coming out online that's just stream only. Yeah. You know, that's even a category in the Grammys now. Where it's like streaming album. Really, Crazy, the best right? streaming album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, streams, streams you've got. So, all right, if if you had some advice for someone starting out that wants to make it. Like, what's the hustle like now? Like, what would you tell them to do? Um, be nimble. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, the music industry is forever changing. It's changing right now. Like, there's different practices, different ways to promote yourself. Um, one thing that I've learned over time, it's cool to not be humble. Uh, I'm one of the most humble people that I know. But sometimes it's okay to let people know what you do, what you can do, because True. at the end of the day, it's not all about who you know, but who knows you. Um, you gotta stay hungry, um, passionate, and be real to your art. You know, There's so many people out here who will wear a mask just to get on board, but at the end of the day, is that who you are? Are you lying to your fan base? Because nowadays, what I love about this industry, and of course, the digital age, artists wanna know who you are. I mean, uh, fan bases wanna know who you are. Want to know your face? Want to know what you're about? Want to know your favorite color? Want to know, you know, mm -hmm. you know? How do you feel about this this topic? What do you think about pumpkin spice? And I'm like, I love it. But like, <laughs> like little stuff like that. They want to be more engaged. So it's okay to be out there and really like, you know, be genuine. So 
I think that's key, man, is genuineness. Like, mm-hmm. you can't, like, especially nowadays in this time and age, like, if you're wearing a mask and trying to be someone who you're not, you're going to mm-hmm. get exposed and get exposed really fast. Oh, yeah. There's no longevity into it. Mm-hmm. And throughout every industry, even what we're doing right now, like, if, if we were trying to be someone we're not, man, that's not good. Oh, yeah. No. It's not, it's going to be exposed. It's not genuine. And people know that. People are smart, mm-hmm. man. Oh, yeah. People you know? can see through that. Mm-hmm. People aren't dumb. Mm-hmm. There are some people that are. <laughs> Hopefully not in any of our circles. <laughs> and we did have some questions come through early before the show started. Alex. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is not really music related, but uh, it's from Benny.js. I found a way to take a loan out to start a supplement company. Do you think that would be a good idea? Benny.js has got some money. He wants to start a supplement company. I, this one's kind of more my expertise. Yeah, I was like, that's all you. I'm like, do you want to, Benny? You know, hey, Benny, man, like, before you go in debt, right? Mm-hmm. Man, don't want to go in debt. Before you go in debt and uh, take a chance in starting your supplement company, here's the biggest thing to ask yourself is where's your funnels to sell the supplements? Like, if you don't have already lined up in a really good plan to monetize a supplement, like, you can put 20 grand, 100 grand into a supplement line. But if it's sitting near your warehouse, your garage, or wherever you, you're doing it out of, is if it's just sitting there on the shelf, man, and you have no way to sell it, don't do it. Um, make sure you can monetize it first. Make sure you have funnels to sell it out of. Like for example, we have stores at Fit Republic. You can sell supplement lines out of a good website. If you have a big social media following, that's a great way to monetize. But before you pull that trigger and go in debt, man, make sure you have a really good plan on how, how to sell those supplements. And it's not. Oh, me and my friends really like the supplement, and I've got I could probably sell it to thirty people, man. Like, don't go in fifty thousand dollars in debt to sell to thirty people. You know, that's that's my biggest. You know, it's okay to dream, and it's okay to like follow your passions, your dreams. Just be smart about it. Make sure that you can actually sell that product and have a good platform to do it. What do you think, man? Like, if someone had a so someone like took out a loan to produce music, mm-hmm. would you would that be a similar response, or what do you think? Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. I mean, you see, you see a lot more people who will take out loans and stuff like that for like a tour, and then tour management is is crazy because you're like, oh, I've I've got, I think I've got great music, I've got a great stage show. Let me take out this loan and let me set up a tour. And you set up this tour and you're going around the country, right, or at least in the region, mm-hmm. and you get to these shows and nobody shows up. And now, not only you know have you got this loan you got to pay back, you're, you're selling tickets. Red. You know you're yeah. not selling tickets. You're not the bar isn't popping off. And you paid all these people to put this on for uh-huh. you. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. So there, I've seen people who will do that, and it's like, well, I, I got I got this loan. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna put my own tour together. And it's like, but do you have a following? Do you have a big enough you know social media following? Do you do you have something that people will gravitate to that actually like? Right. You know, I think so. A lot of people get the big idea but forget the steps that it takes to get there right? without being in They're looking at the dream rather than maybe a little bit of the reality of, all right, can this actually happen? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I understand you got to take chances and you got to take risks. Yeah. Those are all calculated risks. Oh, yeah. You you know got, I mean? You've got to be smart. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's got to be well thought out before you do something big like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buying I think, that, Benny, I think that's it, man. Just, hey, put your ducks in a row. Make sure you can sell before you start buying. So. I'm gonna check. Uh, we got any questions here on <coughs> Facebook? I don't see any coming through. I know we got one or two more over there with you, Alex. Right? Yep. Uh, Hyla asks, "Where did Cornbread and Shane's business name come from?" 
Cornbread. So Cornbread is actually my nickname. It was, it was my first nickname growing up. Uh, like my mom called me Cornbread, like the color of it basically being like, like it all stems from mom, mind. huh? Yeah, mom. From mom. Mom, mom is mom is uh, you know planted the seeds. <laughs> uh, so of course, growing up, uh, uh, cornbread. I was cornbread before SF One, and even like uh, I'm cornbread on 107.9 KBPI, and a lot of people are like, "Where'd that come from?" Like, well, like what is that? And I'm like, "It's my nickname, this and that." So it's really like cornbread entertainment is basically like saying Shane Franklin Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it came from. From moms. Now, now I heard a like I don't know if it was you or if I was one of the guys that we were running around with in CrossFit. This told me a story about when you're interning at a radio station and they used to drop you off in the middle of downtown. Oh, they, and they called it something like "Get Cornbread <laughs> Home" or something like that. Right? So it's called Cornbread Relay. And so I remember, basically, what happens is I get dropped off somewhere in Colorado and I have to hitchhike my way back to the station. <laughs> And so I'm sitting in this meeting, and I'm not gonna lie. At first, I'm sitting there like, "This sounds terrible. This sounds <laughs> like a bad idea. this sounds like I might not make it. I might die or something. Like get kidnapped yeah, and wake up in somebody's dungeon." Or something. <laughs> and so, and so there's got like, some liability to that radio yeah, station, right? right? Exactly. And so I'm like, "This isn't gonna happen." And so the marketing director comes in, and they're telling him the idea, and I'm like, "He's gonna shut it down." He goes, "I love it." And I'm like. <laughs> Uh, well, but it looks yeah. like we're doing it. And so I'm telling everybody in my family, like, this is what's happening. Just letting you know. And so my sister's like, I'm going to track your phone. This is what, <laughs> make sure you look at license plate number. But at the same time, like, the oh, BPI man. family is so, it's literally a family. It's it was KBPI? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, like, they come out hardcore. Like, Willie B is, is a staple in this state. Mm-hmm. And so, uh... Like he'll like I'm I'm always joking. I'm like if he says I'm gonna be at like the corner of Colfax and Clarkson at two a.m. handing out a paper plate, be there. Like it'll be like a hundred fifty people <laughs> at two a.m. ready, maybe even more than that. So I said I should be all right, and lo and behold, I was good. Like You're good. I, I got dropped off. People came through, and of course it was an incentive. You needed tickets. So you pick me up, you drive me for the duration of two songs, mm. and afterwards you have to stop. And then I call in, let them know where I'm at, and then the person picks out tickets. And so the cool part was it was like either like cool tickets like Slipknot or um, I Prevail or whatever, but then there were like busts or it was just like tickets to who so was it? They, they mixed in some like, like lower level performance. Yeah, so I was just like, ah, I don't want this. But yeah, it was cool. It took me about like four hours to make it back. They dropped me off at like 6 a.m. I got back by 10. <laughs> and it was cool because people were like, I brought you a, a breakfast burrito or I brought you a pop tart. I brought you some bro. coffee. Do like, you have anything sketch happen? No, and that's a good thing, because I'm like, man, if I got to hop out of a moving car, uh, this isn't going to be fun. What do you guys think? Should we take Cornbread and go drop him off and see if he makes it back to headquarters? I'd make it back. I'd make it back. Or I'd just be walking. Yeah. yeah I'll be seeing you tomorrow. But yeah, they dropped me, the second one, they dropped me all the way up in Fort Collins. And so then they changed the rules on me to where it was, now you have to go whatever direction that person's going. So if they're going to Wyoming, you got to go with them. So I was like, (sighs) (laughs) but I made it back. So as long as I made it back in peace, we're good. That's good, man. I'm glad you didn't get kidnapped and... What's that, what's that movie where it, it puts the lotion on the skin? Oh. The Silence of the Lambs yeah. or something like that? I don't remember what it Put the lotion on yeah. the cornbread. <laughs> puts the lotion on the cornbread. <laughs> uh, all right, we got one more question over there, Alex. Um, this might be directed to both of you or one of you, but... No, I um, <laughs> This is from Mag1999. 
Why is he so good looking? Ooh, I think somebody's got a, a super fan. I think, I think it might be Kurt. <laughs> Actually, we know who that is. That's Ryan from CrossFit. He's got a little man crush, I think. He's like, ooh, I love the way you do a burpee. <laughs> but Shane, man, you got anything uh, more you want to say? You got Wait, let's talk about like what you got coming up, man. Don't you have yeah, a show, right? I've yeah. got a show coming up uh, next Friday, November 23rd. It's uh, 95.7 The Party Presents. Uh, me, my buddies, uh, Optic Nerd and Thunder Thief. Um, 18 plus show. We've got tickets online at 957theparty.com or you can visit my website, sf1music.com, for tickets. So nice. I'm a Grammy nominated artist or considered artist. Um, got the distribution deal with Universal's Red Eye. So. That's some big time right there. Yeah, so doing some stuff. Shout yeah. out to my, my people at Big Top Entertainment. That's, a, that's the other label that I work with, independent label. So. So we do, we do work. We go in. So. You're hustling, man. I like oh, yeah. it. That's why I want to bring you on the show, man. I've, I've seen you, especially the last six months, really start hitting it hard. And that's the only thing I've seen. I'm sure you've been doing it for years. I just started noticing the last mm -hmm. six months, man. So I want to get you on the, on the show and get the business side of the music industry. And you're, I really appreciate it, man. Like, oh, I had yeah. a good time, dude, for sure. So. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. So Anything check out a show. Get some tickets. Um, and I think any other questions coming alive or anything like that? All right. Well, that is the BCE Show, episode number seven, with my guest Shane Franklin. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.